Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. My name is Tyler Johnson. I am your host. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Elevate Educate Rejuvenate. My guest this episode is a speaker, coach, and mentor. She was a Big Ten Distinguished Scholar Athlete while competing for the University of Northwestern. Her mission is to help transform girls into strong women on and off the field and court. Welcome to the podcast, Paige Toms. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I've actually been following along with your podcast for a little while now. So when you reached out, I was like, oh my gosh. And we follow each other on Instagram. I was like, absolutely. So I'm super excited to be here and I'm, I'm doing well. So Excellent. Well, we're excited to have you. I know one of the things that um, kind of getting connected through some of the social stuff that caught my eye about your work is when you go to your website, you see this statement, I help elite girls build self-confidence in that drew my attention. I think it's amazing. How did that become your life's work? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I played softball growing up. Um, so as an athlete pretty much my whole life. So it's just been a big part of my life and uh, went on and played college softball at Northwestern University. Um, so uh, and then once I was done and uh, let me backtrack a second. I really struggled with the mental side of the game or whatever you want to call it, the confidence. And honestly, it didn't even really feel like I never really would probably describe it as like, oh, I'm not confident, but it was like definitely like a lot of self-doubt, those like what ifs questions creeping in my mind um, throughout playing, even when I was little all the way until college. So it definitely was a confidence thing. I just didn't realize it It was. It was just like that self-doubt questioning myself, what I was like, those limiting beliefs kind of thing. And I struggled through that all through like my first three years of college. So gotcha. hitting was like ultimate struggle. <laughs> I was playing well on the defensive side and things were going well, but of course, you know, high standards for myself, high expectations, wasn't good enough. I wanted to be a good hitter too. And so I really just, I, I struggled with that. I didn't, I wasn't seeing results. I had a, not a great batting average my first three years. And then in my senior year, I, I kind of had this, like made this decision that I didn't even realize I was doing at the moment. Um, but I just made this decision that I was really going to focus on the things that I could control, which was like, I was just going to go out there do my best, which I was already doing. Um, I was going to have fun and I was just like, I'm just going to show up and do like whatever happens happens. And that was like my, the way that I look at it now, it's like, that was my turn, um, my pivot of, okay, I'm letting go of the results which is something that's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, and it takes some like decisions. And like, for me, it was kind of like the ultimatum. Like I only had a year left. I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna give it my all, whatever happens, happens. And then I ended up having an amazing senior year. I doubled my batting average, had tripled the amount of at-bats that I got. So it was, it was like a really, really great year. And then I got to the end and I was like, no, I was like, dang it. Like, what the heck, I wish that, I wish that I would 
would have figured this out a little bit earlier. And I only have one year to like really shine. Yeah. Like, so, um, I just knew once I was finished, it took a little while to figure that out after I was finished. Um, what I call a little college uh, to real life limbo. Um, yeah. I, after a few years, I, I figured out that from my experience and, and what I fi- kind of figured out and the, just changing the way that I was thinking about myself and the game that senior year, I was like, I had to teach girls this, this stuff, this, this confidence stuff, this mental yeah. training stuff so much earlier. Um, so that's really where it came from. That's awesome. That's uh, great stuff. And uh, she's doing great work. We'll have her uh, site linked up here to check some of that out as well. So if you are a gal or a guy that wants to even learn more, or you coach girls, definitely check out her site. You mentioned, you know, what kind of led you into some of this work. Um, also myself being a, a division one athlete years ago, what was another one of just kind of maybe just the typical challenges and maybe it's athletes you work with now and some of the experiences you have, but just what was one of the other, just, I think there is this individual mental game that we all have as college athletes, but what was another kind of great, great challenge that you had to overcome as just being an athlete in college? Yeah. Um, I really think like the biggest thing was, and it's funny, I was just talking to somebody about this. It was like, I somehow managed to realized that I apparently I had like this ego not like in a like loud like oh my gosh I'm so egotistical kind of way but I what I I just know that I I've always kind of cared what maybe people think of me but more so like I wanted to leave a legacy behind when I played at Northwestern I wanted people to remember me and um you know in a way that had a, and had an impact. And I looked back at it now, I'm like, and I was a little bit like egotistical. Like, why didn't I just like go out there and play and have fun and do those things like my senior year. And I think that's what really kind of held me back was I at those high standards, those high expectations for myself. Um, and I just like, I wanted to be remembered and I was doing it all kind of in the wrong way. So it was like in my, I, I wanted it so bad that I was, you know, going into my at-bats like, okay, well, if I don't, you know, get a hit, then they're going to pull me, which is the, the total wrong way of going yeah. about something like this. Um, so it, I had to shift how I was thinking and I had to shift how I was thinking about success, which sounds kind of weird, but like what success really is and what sure. that looks like. And then also the failure too, because I was not good at that. That was definitely like high up on the board. Like anyone that I played with, you can ask them. I was a crazy person when I struck out. Like I was definitely the girl like throwing my crap all around. <laughs> um, definitely not proud of it, but you know, had to to learn from it and experience it in order to be where I'm where I'm at today <laughs> for sure I I was not as successful in the diamond sports um so I can empathize there so I could not steal first base so um yeah the softball baseball the failure and just being at the plate and I think I love what you kind of mentioned there about the ego to kind of follow up on that because I always think it's kind of an interesting thing that there's an amount of ego you need to be successful at division one or just an athlete or anything. But then there's also that amount that becomes a detriment to yourself and your teammates. Right. 
Um, can you talk yeah. about like kind of like that balance and maybe it's sometimes semantical, but like, I think you have confidence versus ego, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Right. Especially with girls. Um, and it's, I think that's kind of why I'm so passionate about working with the girls because I, for some reason, and in, this is all generalized, of course, but we, the girls really seem to lack confidence because they don't want to seem egotistical or um, overly confident or um, uh, just like that, like kind of like that cockiness kind of thing. Um, and they're like afraid to be like that because they think that's what confidence is or looks like especially if they haven't had like really amazing confident role models to see mm -hmm. um or even like the girls on their team um so and the same thing with like leadership kind of goes hand in hand i know so many girls it makes me so sad when they're like well i don't really want to be a leader because i don't want to be bossy i was like what like that's not what leadership yeah. is and there's there's like those 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 examples that we see that you're like, okay, that's not really what, what it is. They're not really doing it the best way. Like that's, and it's only like when they're young and they see this and they're like, oh, like that leadership means bossy. So um, I just, you know, what's so I love about getting to work with the girls is I get to share with them that confidence doesn't have to look like that. And yeah. confidence is um, totally different than what they're seeing. So I get to kind of like shine light um, and give them a new perspective on what confidence is and what leadership is. And then they're like, oh, I like this. Like, this is awesome. And they're like, once they start to, the, to do some of the work, like the actual like training and skills and um, habits and things, um, they start to see like, oh, this is what confidence is. Like, it's not this like overly, it's like really just for them. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to really be for anybody else. That's awesome. You yeah. help them take ownership of it. It sounds yeah. like that's, um, so you're probably an amazing coach in many of these young women's life. Um, along your softball journey or any anything else, um, was there a coach that stood out and kind of more than the rest that impacted your life? Mm -hmm. um, oh gosh, I, I feel like it was definitely like, a collaboration of coaches um, there was there was one coach that she came in and helped um, in college um, she came in and helped our team she's uh, studied psychology so she was very heavily in that space she was a pitcher too so she really like was working cool. on the mental side of the game so as you know pitchers they've, they've probably got it like the worst <laughs> the worst they got the most work they got to do but um she came in and she was just teaching us some different mental training skills, like talking about it, just having conversations about it. And that kind of, although it didn't really spring me into action right away, um, it did like plant a seed for me that eventually my senior year, I got to finally use and take action and experience. Um, another coach that just like will always stick out to me was in high school. Um, and it's funny because I played mostly softball, but I played volleyball in high school and this was my JV volleyball coach. Okay. And she just will, like I will forever remember her as a coach and the way that she coached and her style. Like I don't ever remember going to practice or a game or just in the in the gym where she was like upset 
or frustrated or angry. Like she always had this like positive attitude, like happy to be there, smile on her face. And I'm over here like this immature teenager, like getting fresh, like getting mad and like way overly competitive sometimes, even though I'm so competitive. Um, they had funny nicknames for me that we won't share. On there. <laughs> but, um, uh, I just like always remember her and just like that she just consistently showed up um, just like really like grateful and yeah. happy to be there. And I'll like, I'll never forget um, like how like that, that just like made a big impact for me. And, and I always remember like, okay, like that's how I want to show up like that. I feel like that's was a, a piece of shaping, like how I want to show up for the girls that I get to work with, you know? Awesome. Um, I love just kind of looking at, at your work a little bit. Um, of course, I always find like softball and baseball paper are a little more natural with some visualization. Uh -huh. um, you do a great job of like getting it into your work. You can tell. Can you talk to our audience a little bit? Why, why is visualization so helpful and why can this skill be vital to us, not just in sports, but uh, in other realms of life too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So visualization is like it's one definitely one of my favorite tools to teach the girls, especially early on, because you can really feel and find um, these easy, like some like easy wins right away. So, you know, I teach the visualization and all it is, is just seeing yourself succeed at something or seeing what you want to do or like what you want to accomplish. Um, whether that's getting a hit or, um, you know, passing the ball, serving in volleyball, you know, all sorts of different sports, scoring a goal, making a defensive, a defensive stop. Um, and it's just crazy how powerful our mind is. I always share this study with the girls that there was this group that they had, they put together people who went to a gym and did their strength training, like lifted weights. And then there was another group, they just had visualize it. They never picked up a weight. And at the end, the group that actually went in physically lifted weights, they increased their strength by 30%. And then the other group that only literally just saw themselves lifting weights. They never touched a weight. They increased by 13.5%. I'm like, that is like wild to me. <laughs> like you can just yeah. visualize and increase your strength. That's just crazy. So um, that always helps kind of see the, like them like, oh, wow, that's pretty, that is kind of crazy. That's pretty powerful. Um, but when they visualize, it's just like, especially like I have softball brain. So especially in softball, if you like, if you strike out or make an error or whatever, like typically you're like holding on to that. You can't get rid of it. It's hard to move past it. And when you have visualization, you can visualize, see yourself, you know, getting a hit or whatever it is you're doing next. Um, and then you, you go into that at bat, just feeling so much more calm, relaxed, confident, excited, motivated for the, the opportunity ahead of you. And it just really helps the girls get into like a much better mindset before whatever it is that's coming next. The girls love it. <laughs> they love um, the visualization. And I actually have a practice package we were talking about. Like that'll probably come up at some point because the girls yeah. love the practice package. I, uh, it's, you can download it. It's free. I'll, well, I'll give you the link to it. Um, it's on my website, but it's a PDF 
and it has two videos uh, of me just sharing, okay, this is how you do it. This is why it's important, which you just found out why it's important. But then there's these guided audios. So it's my recorded voice taking them through a visualization so that they can kind of experience and feel what it's like to to visualize different different kind of situations. Like I have a confident one. I have a getting past failures one. Um, I have so, two other ones. So there's, so there's four of them on there and they can listen to them just like you listen to a song and they're practicing their visualization. The girls loved it so much in my program that they're like, can you make us more of them? <laughs> so I made them, awesome. I made them some bonus ones. <laughs> Well, that's great. I know uh, spending a lot of time with football coaches, there's not a, a huge embracement of it. Um, but I ha there's a guy around here that's been doing it for a long time, before, well before his time. Mm -hmm. And now he tells me that these adults come back and say that is the thing that they loved the most about part of their high school football experience was Thursday night visualizations with coach. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think, I think too, like when you get as a team, there's a, there's a unifying thing when, mm -hmm. when the whole team's on the same page with it, I think it's, you know, it becomes more than just an individual tool. Yeah, totally. I always, when I'm, when I'm working with a team, like, you know, we can do this individually, but the really cool thing is when, um, the team comes together and I'm like, you can, you know, have your like a captain or a leader or somebody that just was like willing to do it, like take the whole team through a visualization, or you guys can just like, you know, huddle up, get in a circle and spend, you know, set a timer for two minutes yeah. or whatever it is and do some visualization, but it's like in the, the power of a group. So everybody's doing it and visualizing what they need. And, but then it becomes like a team aspect. And yeah. I've had a few teams do that. Uh, and it's been pretty cool. Like they, one of the parents sent me a video of the, the team visualizing before the game. So that was really fun. That's awesome. Um, being an athlete yourself and working with athletes, if I could give you a magic wand and change one thing about youth in high school sports, what would you change? And we'll, we'll save the COVID for the next question. So <laughs> Barring that, you know, make, you know, eradicate a, a virus and make things come back. Um, what, what would you want to change about how you see youth in high school sports? Um, I would say that I, I really, I don't even know if this is like, a, no, it's totally possible, but I would really love to see coaches, the coaching aspect, just be able to implement like little pieces of the mental game. I always know like for like coaches have so much on their plate, like they're handling, you know, 11 to 12 girls or, or guys. And it's a lot of teenagers a lot of times. <laughs> um, and you're, they're really trying to develop, you know, the fundamentals, the skills, helping them. And they, and co so coaches are like incredible, do amazing things. I really wish that they would be able um, they, I think that the, the growth mindset, just learning the growth mindset aspect of just really, really paying attention and making sure their, their players know um, that it's not just the result that's important, it's all that, that progress and the journey and the work that's put into it and putting yeah. a bigger emphasis on those things because, I mean, I, I'm constantly telling, working with the girls on a lot of reflection of, you know, okay, they, we go through wins and challenges on our calls a, 
a lot. And so they get to share like the things that are going well, things they're excited about, proud of, and then also the struggles and, and uh, things that they're getting stuck on. And whenever they have good stuff, I'm like, okay, like that's awesome like you got you you got state you know whatever it was you got this award or you um pitched really well last weekend I'm like okay but what 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 got you there it was like what was like what's helping you be successful and I think that there's we um forget to talk about that piece and actually have like conversation or um uh what's the word I'm looking for um dialogue celebrate that part we're only celebrating the result because it's easy and then that's like normal for our brain to do but just um making them think through that and understanding like oh it's because i was actually doing my visualization it was because i was actually stepping back and taking deep breaths because i was being aware of what was going on in my head it's because i hit like five times that week and I put yeah. in work or I did I've been going to the gym and I've been working out and it's like them understanding like that stuff is what's important that consistency um and that hard work is what creates those results I, I, I think that's awesome because I think you especially with student athletes there isn't enough illumination looking back on the path that helped them achieve whatever they feel proud of. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I, I see it when I do workshops with coaches and just sharing the question, why is it more important to catch them doing it right than wrong? Mm-hmm. Like you'll just get the funniest looks from coaches. Like what? Yeah. And it's like, well, which one do you want repeated? <laughs> like, and then it starts to click. But we, we think this, like we got to coach the negative. It's like, no, let's make sure they understood how they got to the positive yeah yes because that's yeah. what we want repeated that's what i want them to do tomorrow yeah. right and it's funny i had a couple girls this morning and I, we went through those reflections of okay so what what's helping you be successful and it's like okay do more of that <laughs> like whatever that is do more of it like if you visualized at this time or this you know whatever like that works like keep doing it and replicate that so that's sticking right. that into their brain. Figure it out and do more of it. So yeah. um, if I gave you uh, another magic wand, I'm sure you'd help us eradicate a global virus. But um, <laughs> given that um, the uncertainty uh, that some of that has put us in, especially uh, student athletes, coaches, people that work with sports all over, um, what are some things that we can do coaches or athletes to kind of sharpen some of our mental skills while we might be unfortunately afforded more time with uh, less practices and competitions in front of us? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. So definitely the visualization practice package, like start uh, just learning it and and trying it out and practicing it because you can do that. You can do that at home. You can do it, you know, uh, when you're practicing you know, just by yourself, you can do it with, I don't know, I know some teams are still practicing, but maybe not playing as much. Um, so you can use it in practice and things so that you are going to be like way steps at, like so many steps ahead when we, when you do get to play or you do get to compete. So that would definitely be like an easy win. Um, it's just some visualization practice package. Um, another thing that I think that um, especially I'm, I'm hearing a lot of the girls, like they're do, most of the time they're doing pretty good. And then they'll hit like that. I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> like 
man, this really does kind of suck. Like, it's like that, um, we kind of hit that low sometimes. And then something that I've reminded some of my girls is like, so typically you don't have a lot of time on your hands because you're going to practice, you've got games, you're like tournaments, like constantly on the, on the move, on the run. And I'm like, you're probably still busy practicing on your own or doing, you know, what you need to do to stay, stay sharp. But what are some things that like bring you happiness? Like, what are the things that make you happy? What are the things that bring you joy that maybe you wouldn't be able to do as much normally? And I'm not even like really talking about, you know, practice or drills and things. I'm like, because I, I I loved um, art (laughs) growing up too. And I didn't get to do like a ton of it. And it's something that just like, it's kind of like a stress reliever. It feels good. It's something different using a different part of my brain. I'm like, do some different things. Like one of the girls said, um, she was sharing me a bunch of drills and things. I'm like, okay, I want you to think even harder. Like, what are some things that you wouldn't normally do? And she's like, oh, I do love cooking. And I was like, do some more of that. Like, and and put it on your, put it in your day. Cause we talk a lot about planning and Mm -hmm. uh, creating a plan for their days using, I'm like, total planner nerd. So (laughs) I teach a lot of time management in my programs. Um, So you're super frustrated how we rescheduled this. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh no, you're good. Fridays are like super easy. I typically don't have like a lot of girls on Friday. This is my like fun day. (laughs) Okay, good. So, but yeah, I'm a total nerd when it comes to the planner. Like my favorite day when I was in school was the day that they passed out the planners. It's like, yes, best day ever, like new planner. Are you, um, are you like, like I'm a nerd in color coding sometimes like, um, you know, I'm not like crazy about the color coding. It's just (laughs) really like having like my written planner, like, and I mean, you know, electronic too now because how could you not have electronic now these days? But um, just having like that plan of action. And that's really helped me a ton being like a business owner too, on that perspective. It's just knowing what I have going on that week and what I need to accomplish. And it's just been like, I, I would say it's definitely one of the biggest things that's helped me be more successful in sports and stuff, because you have to manage a lot of things. And I know the girls, um, and athletes in general struggle they're like well I got so much going on like I don't know how to balance it all I don't know how to get my homework done and all this softball or basketball or you know whatever it is yeah so that's why I do the time management and they they actually really enjoy it you would think they're like time management boo I mean I don't call it like the time management workshop (laughs) but um but yeah that's been that's been a really fun part for me because I I know it, how important that is in our lives is just having a plan, even if it's not as crazy as mine. Like, <laughs> um, I think it's good with kids. Like how it doesn't mean it, it's going to have to be the way it is. Mm-hmm. And I think we get stuck. Like if I put it in my planner, I'm going to be like, I'm creating failures before I even do it. And it's like, no, like yeah. life happens, but mm-hmm. when you'll, you'll learn those times that that was helpful. And then yeah. like, like oh. you said, do more of that. Well, it, it is like, <laughs> out of your brain it's written down and if it doesn't happen you're like okay it's all good we're just gonna move this to next week we're just gonna carry it over like it's it's and yeah that's like part of the adjusting and pivoting i'm like hey if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen like don't beat yourself up just move it over the next day and then get it done or you know change the way you 
you know, your action plan on that. How do you define success in your life? Ooh, that's good. Planners, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Planners. Uh, starts, starts there. Really, really, planners. That's been incredibly helpful for me to stay on track because no one's telling me what to do at this point. Um, so I gotta gotta stay accountable to myself. But I think a, a huge piece of um, my success has been who I surround myself with, for sure. And um, the my coaches and mentors that I have, um, or else I would definitely not be where I'm at today. And it's funny, I actually just wrote, it's like you read my mind. I just wrote um, uh, or did one of my weekly videos that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks all about who you surround yourself with. And I got to, it was kind of fun because I got to think about all these people and groups that really inspired me and have um, pushed me and challenged me, but also supported me and believed in me when there's times I was like, there is no way I can do this. And they just were like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So like having those people in your life is incredibly important. And I was, I also talked a lot about, um, you know, if there's people that aren't doing those things and like bringing you down, I mean, we've all experienced being around like negative people or people who are constantly complaining. I call them energy suckers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, being around those people, that's not putting, that's not doing anything for you. And I know it sounds selfish, but it's like, you've got to, if that, that you have a friend or a teammate that you're spending too much time with that are doing those things, like we got to like, cut those people out of our lives and the best that we can sometimes, you know, if it's your brother, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but you're like cut away some of that or create some boundaries for yourself so that you can continue to grow and grow more. Um, there's, uh, um, there's like that, that great analogy. I am definitely not like a plant person but <laughs> they talk about like when they like you cut away um and prune your plants and your trees and things like there's then they grow more which you would think is like that that's kind of a weird concept but it's the same thing with like the people around you sometimes you got to let go of relationships or friendships in order to grow more so definitely the people you surround yourself with have an impact on your success and highly recommend finding someone that inspires you or a, a mentor, or a coach that you can reach out to. And that's kind of too why I fell into this role. And I'm like, I don't really like to call myself a coach. Um, I really like that mentor kind of feel I'm like, I am just like helping you. I'm like your cheerleader. I'm your supporter. I'm teaching you things. Um, and just to kind of be that person for these girls, that's not their parents not their coach. Um, it's just like this really different perspective on things. That's awesome. Yeah. Last question. One of the questions we always like to ask if you could hop into a time machine and go visit 16 year old Paige real quick and give one whisper of advice from your journey. What would you want to tell 16 year old self? Oh man, this one's easy. You would think it'd be hard. I could tell I think, myself. I, why, think, I think you're the first person to say that that I've asked. Like this is easy. There, I was like, oh. I like no exactly because it's what I did my senior year. Um, it's to stop worrying so much about the batting average, the results, the things, the the statistical kind of things, and 
go have fun and enjoy the process and the journey, which sounds cheesy, but like that, whatever happens, happens. That is like the, like a quote and a saying that I feel like just sticks with me because that's really what I did my senior year. I was like, I'm just going to go out there and do my best and whatever happens, happens. And I was like, this is fun. This is great. (laughs) I'm doing good now. Like, so that would be definitely, that would definitely be what I would tell my 16 year old self is like, let it go. Like whatever happens, happens, just do your best and have fun. And and things will fall in place.